Testing one, two, testing one, two. Testing, testing, testing. This is my interview voice. <laughs> testing one, two, testing one, two. Capturing the world podcast. What it do, what it do. Capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is David Carmichael II, and I am back with another great episode of the Caption World Podcast. Actually, man, this is episode 80, and I have a, um, an awesome guest, man. Um, uh, my friend by the name of Zach Hines put me on to this guy, man, a very talented fellow right here, man. Um, he was able to do media at the Caption World Podcast. Um, his name is Sirock Fox. Um, he is a national touring stand-up comedian, author of Amazon New Release, and bestseller Love and Schizophrenia. Radio host for In Your City Show on 91.1 FM. Um, he's the CEO of Fox Hill Studios, and he's a husband and loving father of two, man. So, Sarah so Fox, bro, how you doing, <laughs> he, bro? He say it like that, I feel like I've been doing something with my life. <laughs> hey, man, you, you, you are, man. Yeah. We, we, yes, sir, and, bro. Uh, it's dope that this is a mad coincidence. You know how God works in mysterious ways. This is episode 80. Episode 80. And that just so happens to be the exact amount this dude named Joe owed me. He owed me $80 to this day. And it's crazy because I was just thinking about Joe this morning. And so now I'm on the show and it's the 80th episode. It reminds me to text that nigga. Where's my money? Word. Yeah. I was about to say, uh, you might need to go ahead and give him a call, man. Yeah. Love. So shout out Joe, man. For real, for real. Hey, 80, uh, episode number 80. I like that. Hey, Joe, <laughs> hey, Joe man. He take cash up, Venmo, whatever, man. PayPal, whatever you Where's need. Money at, yeah. Where's cash. <laughs> for sure, bro. Um, So, yeah, man. So, like I said, you know, we met each other. Um, actually, for the first time at the Capture the World Festival. Um, yeah, face to face. Face to face, but but we met through FaceTime um, via um, Zach Hines yeah. about a couple of weeks ago. Right, right. So um, and so he yeah, built man. You up. Zach had nothing but positive things to say about you. I was like, well, shit, I mean, oh wait, can we? I can't no, you, yeah, this, yeah. I, well, I said, shit, shit. Call <laughs> him up. Let's see what he about. You yeah, know, most yeah. people you find out who they really are when they kind of caught off guard and right. not like rehearsed. Right. So I'm like, man, let me see what he about. And you yeah. told me what you were about, and you told me what the Capture the World Fest was about. Yes, sir. And I mean, I heard it one time, and I believed. And yeah. When I pulled up, you did not disappoint. It was an amazing event. Yeah. The people who did not go, you gonna. I'm not even gonna talk about you like I normally would. Normally, I roast the fuck out of. But <laughs> <laughs> just next time, do better. Come back next year because that event was amazing. For sure, man. It was. It was a. A long time coming, man. You know, doing something on that big of a scale, um, it takes a lot. You know, that was our second year doing it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man, you just getting with the city and having your permit straight and make sure your food vendors are good and your regular vendors are good and performances yeah. got their stuff together, man. It's a lot. But, you know, it, it came around and it, it turned out to be a great yeah. event once again, man. That's a solid like, team you had, too. Yeah, good man. solid team. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. And, um. No, I just appreciate you coming out, man, doing you know, doing the interviews and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it aired, yeah. Matter of fact, that episode uh, aired on the radio the, uh, yesterday morning. Okay, so, so I, need, I, need to, I need to check it out then. Yeah, it okay. was pretty dope. Uh, we had some listeners call in and write, like, emails and stuff to us Word. about it, and they gave us reviews when they were there, and Word. it was pretty cool, man. That's what's up, man. So I can check that out on uh, the 91.1? Yep, 91.1 FM, the Soul of VA. Soul of uh, VA, okay. It's pretty dope, WNSB. 
Um, it's uh Norfolk State Ram. Okay, Norfolk State Ram. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cause um, I know Hampton University. I think they got one too. I think theirs is like. 80s, 81 point something. It might be 88. 88.1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we Funny story, we were thinking about going to Hampton, but Norfolk offered us a way better okay. situation. Yeah. So we were like, yeah, got to go to Norfolk. Okay, no doubt, bro. Um, So my, I guess my question for that is, well, let's give like the audience like a background of yourself. You know, let's tell them where you grew up like your your hometown background for sure and, for sure yeah, um, kind of let you like what you doing now so uh i grew up I, i'm kind of a mutt when it really comes to culture yeah. um i would be lying if i said i originally have like one hometown mm-hmm. um i was born in a place called alden illinois and growing up i was switched between every like two years it seemed like yeah between alton st louis and a place called Coldwater, mississippi okay and those three places is where i kind of like bounced around in my youth in like mid teen teen years and um, after high school, you know, I'm going to skip a whole bunch of the dramatics. Went to the military for a little while. I was a United States Marine for five years. Yeah. And uh, a few combat deployments, you know, got my head on straight. And uh, I don't know. I felt like I wanted something so different from my life that when it came time close to ending my contract, I got dared to do an open mic at a stand-up comedy place called The Comedy Store. Okay. And uh, this place is legendary. Like, this place is, like, a big deal. But they had an open mic one day, and my Marine high and tight cut looking dumb self <laughs> was <laughs> was uh, up on stage. I had two color different Jordans. It was a white Jordan. No, no, it was a yellow Jordan and a black and yellow Jordan. Okay. And I had this tall, like, polo T-shirt, and I stood up on stage, and that was the first time I ever told jokes. And when the people laughed and I got hand claps and everything like that, Oh, I was bit by the bug. I was set. That's it was cool. over. And I was a comedian ever since. And that was 2012. Okay, 2012. So yeah, about, yeah. about 10, well, 11 years now. We in 2023. I haven't even done the math. <laughs> so I didn't even know until just now. Yeah. <laughs> so 11 years, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that is, man. So was you were you considered like a class clown or always funny to your to your peers? No, nah, man, I was or? a miscreant. I was a I was a disrespectful child. Not uh, like I wasn't intentionally trying to be disrespectful, but right. it was just like if you, I didn't want to do what you wanted to do, yeah, I do what I want to do. And right. you know, in school, you can't really do that. So a teacher <laughs> would be wanting us to pay attention to the whatever, and I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. It's like, yo, I'm not interfering with, interfering with you. Right. Leave me alone. And apparently, thinking like that as a kid, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up in ISS a whole bunch of time. Right, right. <laughs> but no, I don't think I was funny in school. I don't. I do not think I was a class clown at all. Mm-mm. I was a little flirty thing, but yeah, I was a little, I was a little mannish. But <laughs> <laughs> right, like 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 most of us young boys back then. Yeah. Um. So like, be in school. Um. So. All right, but during that moment when you went to the open mic, yeah. when your friends dared you to do the open mic, what did you do to prepare yourself? Was it like, I got to write these jokes down? Was it like I off didn't. The top? I didn't. Okay. I, I got drunk before, you know, it was time to sign up. Mm-hmm. And I thought of a bunch of funny stories that happened to me. You know, I thought about two or three funny stories that I thought would equal five minutes. Right. And... I hurried up and tried to remember those stories, and then next thing you know, I was standing up on the mic. Yeah. 
And uh, I forgot one of the stories when I first started, and I and just stumbled into the second and third, and it still worked. And I was probably up on stage for like three minutes before I got off. Cool. But the laughter was real. Yeah. And the feeling was amazing. You can tell me I wasn't on stage for like Eddie Murphy hours long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could have put the leather jacket on me after that first time. It Word. was amazing. <laughs> but now that I think about it, oh, I was a scrub. I was up there for like three minutes. Yeah. I probably got like four or five chuckles and I left with my head up high. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I mean, that that became something. We'll be, we'll be, you know, how we see you now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so after that moment, like, what, like, did you immediately start doing more open mics or were you just like, all right, I did that? And I'm I was, so, I'm always a guy that's like, I never be- believed in the starving artist thing. Like, I don't, I don't believe in the whole start from the bottom, you know, don't get paid for this and that, da 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 da. Right. Once I practiced enough and once I did enough like open mics, which wasn't very long, I probably maybe did a year or a year and a half of open mics. Okay. And once I realized I had skill, a little talent, I was like, okay, how can I profit off this? Mm-hmm. Because I I got a kid. I got a wife. I got a kid. Um, it was my daughter at the time. I had to figure something out. Yeah. Um, I can't just sit around and, and play. If I'm going to do this, I got to go, go, go all out. And so I ended up working at this place called, oh, I ain't going to say the name because I stole some stuff from them. And then, uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, it was this suit and tie place. It was this uh, suit store. And uh, they sold sold, like casket sharp suits, like literally. Yeah. And uh, I was stealing some ties and socks and stuff like that from them. And I ended up saving enough money to quit my job. Okay. And I did comedy full time after that. And I started producing my own shows. Um, I grew my company, Foxtel Studios, which I started at the same time as my first time on stage. So 2012 was my first time on stage. That year, I started Foxtel Studios. I didn't know where I was going to do with it yet. Right. But I knew that when I decide what route in entertainment I'm going to take, I have to make money off of it. Facts. And so profiting off of comedy became what it was. Producing my own joints, bringing people on figuring out the best output to, you know, raise the overall economy in the area as far as uh, comedy go, uh, raising the economy as far as entertainment go in the area. I want to always affect and be proud that I'm one of the highest paying producers as far as a live show go mm. in my area. Word. I, I love that fact. No, nah, that's a that's a good honor to have, bro. Oh, yeah. Sure. And people know when, they, I, when I call, they hit a lick. Yeah. They know, <laughs> like, oh, check. Yeah. <laughs> Word. It's at sure. least a light bill. At least. Right. I feel you. So how, because I like how you mentioned like immediately you was like, I got to get paid. Yeah. Like that's important. And I don't think, you know, people that's really, if you're doing music, you know, you're doing the entertainment with the comedy and, and, and the media. Um, I guess my question is, man, how, when you find out you have a talent, like what are like the first steps you can take to like make sure you monetize off of, off of your talent? So I would say free stuff until you finally get paid. Be careful who you listen to first. Okay. Because when you in that stage of I got this talent, what do I do with it? Now you're very receptive of, you know, input. Like you're very receptive of, of opinions and, you know, because you don't know what to do. You in new waters. <laughs> yeah. So anybody new, anybody new who's offering any type of new information, you're not going to turn that down. Right. And you get a lot of, if you're doing this for money, give up. 
if you're doing this for fame, don't give up. Give up. Yeah, if you're doing yeah. this for that, don't give you know give up because right. you're not gonna make. But then in my head, I'm like, but I am doing this for money. Yeah. I am doing this for fame. Like I am doing this for all the glory, the the you know what people do when you create. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like you create something, right? Uh-huh. And you you put it out there in the world. You want some type of recognition. No, nah, for sure. It makes no sense that you you don't want a check for what you created. Like you don't want millions of people to appreciate what you you don't want millions of interpretations and misinterpretations. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, man, no, I want it all. I'm doing this for the cash. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right, for sure. I feel you. So like um I guess my question is to add on to that, um, how can you, I guess, still produce like a, a good product and still like all right? I guess what I'm trying to say is like some people might be worried all about the cash, yeah. But but the product they put out there it might be lackluster because they might be just worrying about the cash, or the money part, and they start like I guess taking shortcuts and not really taking their talent seriously because they just worry about the money. So how can you balance those two things? Well, yeah, duality is a must. Yeah. Um. I know if I'm money hungry, I know that I have to pay attention to what the demand is from my product. Right. So self-preservation will always win. And if you just are going to ignore your your inner thoughts when you say, yo, this sucks. What I'm producing sucks. And I can see it within the crowd. Right. You know, using me as an example, if I'm starting a joke, I know the joke isn't going to work, and I'll abort well before I get to the punchline. Right. I'll translate, transfer that into something completely different yeah. because I seen that that product wasn't working. Right. And I hurried up and be like, oh, you don't like that? Ugh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, let's go a different route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. You know what I mean? And mm. that's just being, that's being selfish. Yeah. That's not me being like, oh, they don't like my art. Let me try something else. No, that's me being money hungry, knowing that if these don't people don't laugh, Every other second, I'm going to lose my, my check. Right. Fam. I'm going to lose the ability to feed my family. You know when your product garbage. Yeah, you know sure. when you dishing out shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, people might buy it the first time just to support you, but they damn sure ain't going to spend the block. Mm-hmm. And that's even from vendors that I've seen out and about at some events, even yours, where they have a decent marketing as far as their name. They look good. Smell nice. They got the presentation on lock, but then when you actually look at the product and touch it and feel it, and it deteriorates in your hand. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm gonna support it now because you got me on camera saying I gotta love you. Right. For sure. But I'm definitely not gonna spend the block on you. Yeah. And as soon as one of my own homies say, "Yo, what you think about that product?" I'm like, keep it real. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to say what I had to say when I was yeah. the cameras. You, of, you know when you selling shit. Yeah. You for know sure. when you selling shit. So <laughs> duality is a must. Yeah, you can be money hungry and still put out greatness. Okay. It's just making sure you paying attention. And listening to that self-preservation of saying like, oh, my audience ain't feeling this. Word. Okay. So, um, I guess to go back and talk about Fox Hill Studios, Fox Hill Studios, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so what kind of content, I guess like for the people that don't know, what, what type of content and, and things does, does that your company provide to the people? Okay. So Fox Hill Studios is actually the ninjas in the background. It's the people who you don't see. Okay. Um, I like to say that we're the water, uh, like that not necessarily dilutes your product, but say you got that 
froze, what's that, concentrate juice, that concentrated cranberry juice uh-huh. to be frozen in the tube, in right, the little yeah. cylinder. Yeah, I remember them you jokes. put it in the... <laughs> yeah, put it... Snacking that junk. <laughs> yeah, I know you're talking about. And you put it in a thing. Yeah. Well, that, that's, a, that's an amazing thing. I love that sugary, diabetic, right. you know? But you still got to add some water to fill up the rest of the container. For Otherwise, sure. you don't got a product. For sure. So we're that water. We're the what you need to be able to distribute your, your idea. Okay, better. So whatever you have, whether you have a camera, a script, and a thought, we'll provide everything else that you need. And we're the only company that exists that does that type of stuff. So whether it's with News TV with Channel Ten or um, the you know the CBN the Christian networks, yeah. I mean we literally work with everybody in the background and make them look like they got it all. Word. When really they only have maybe a rugged notebook and a few notes jotted down, and you know they they say, ah, oh, I want to do this. Foxtel Studios makes whatever that is an actual thing. That's a reality. Okay. Yeah. That's dope, bro. So, um, I guess, I guess to add on to that, like what, I guess maybe recently, like what people have you worked with? I guess what ideas have people brought to you that you was able to bring to life? Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, hmm, what's a good one? What's a good one? Um, oh, comedian, um, center comedian cakes. Okay. Center comedian cakes. Uh, when I first met her, she did comedy twice. Mm-hmm. She did comedy at the place called Kazi's. Well, excuse me. And then she did comedy at the place that I ran into her at. Okay. I saw amazing potential. Amazing potential. But she did not have a, a persona or a digital footprint in the comedy world yet. She didn't exist as a comedian in the circuit yet. Okay. Her idea was I wanted to create this char- character called Comedian Cakes separate from all the characters that everyone already know me for. Right. Um... And then make that person thrive and be able to get booked and da 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 da. And that's exactly what we did. We created that whole idea that comedians can reach out to her and, you know, get great content and get, you know, great sponsorship or whatever. Whatever she can provide, they now have that bridge to access her. Okay. Um, same way with, um, let's use Hope Community, uh, no, Hope Lutheran Church. They wanted a christian network based in lutheran faith faith but you know broadcast everywhere right so we created a completely new channel um separate from anybody else as far as christian network goes and now they have like a legitimate following like thousands of subscribers on across multiple platforms like their entity exists now that didn't before right um i mean we can go further and further with movie script ideas um, podcasts, live shows where uh, a owner from a bar would say, listen, I want this night to exist. I don't know what I want. I just know I want entertainment and, you know, I want it to be a special night that happens once a month, once a month. I don't really know how to do it, but hey, I got a microphone. That's all I got. And we plug and play everything else to make it happen. And it goes from festivals to parades. I mean, we can talk hours about it. I won't, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's what's up, man. Cause like for real, like I I love being around people that are very creative, man. That's like the festival itself is like the atmosphere is what I love to see, man. And, um, yeah. And I got a I got a script for a show as well. It's this on a computer. I probably I don't know when I'ma ever really try to get it done. 
But like I be doing, I be trying to do everything. Like I'm, I'm doing a podcast now. Yeah. Got the clothes, got the festival. I'm like, shoot, let me see if I can write a script for a show. I don't know. Yeah. I might, I might better do that too. Did you know, what I'm like if, yeah. if your brain can create it, you might as well. Might as well do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, full well on it. Yes, yeah, sir, bro. Um. So my next question, bro. Um. Hit me with the. I'm an open book. Hit me with the hard shit. <laughs> Y'all tell him hit me with the hard shit. Let me <laughs> let me think of it about it. <laughs> so um, you said you was a marine a marine corps veteran, right? Yeah, marine um, corps. So. And um, actually, we can do some promoting right now. I mean, you got your book right here called Love and Schizophrenia. Yeah, right here. Y'all yeah, see this right yeah. here? So where, where can the people buy this book at, man? Um, so in, if you're in a 757, you can find it in a few Barnes and Nobles. And then I'm constantly open up, opening up new um, uh, bridges to different other, you know, different bookstores across the area. Okay. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there's not that many chain bookstores right. besides Barnes and Noble. No, but for sure. I get the onesies and twosies. There's spots in uh, on Providence Road in Virginia Beach, and then we got some spots in Hampton if you live in that area, so you can check those bookstores. Word. But to keep it easy, if you just type in Love and Schizophrenia or Ciroc Fox or both, mm-hmm. you'll find that book available now on Amazon. And um, right now, uh, well, it's not number one anymore, but I was number one. On a new seller's list for like two and a half weeks. Word. And I was geeked. I, I was, you was geeked. And I true. stayed. I don't know if I'm still in the top 100 anymore. I stayed top 10 the whole time of my new release. Like okay. all the way until a few days ago. Um, so I'm probably just now falling below top 10. Yeah. But I'm still like freaking out that I even made it that far. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing book, man. I, I love that book so much. And then people are reaching out to me. And telling me how they didn't expect to connect with like literature like that. Some people haven't read books in years. For sure. Like I know the niggas around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they was, they was keeping it one hundred. They was like, dog, I wasn't gonna read the book. I ain't gonna tell you. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then they just felt obligated and read a couple chapters, and you know they didn't put it down. That's and so it's like one of those like, oh snap, this isn't that type of. You know, it isn't no self-help book. Like, yeah. it isn't telling you, like, oh, you're great, and your mind and heart is one. And No, about that. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a culmination of different stories, um, some tragic, some nice, some loving, some horrible, um, some downright heartbreaking. But if you know what it means to, you know, be ghost-lit about, you know, having some type of mental disorder or mental issue or some type of problem that you fully don't connect with and you fully don't understand because you're black or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's the book. That's the book for you because you'll fully get what what it means to be struggling and all types of... It's fine. It's fine. Word. I'm going to definitely check this out, bro. And it's not... It ain't that long for real life. No. Nah. Shoot, it's probably under 100 pages. It's probably a little bit older. Yeah, I old. think the total number of pages is like 105. 105 pages total. No, nah, this song is exactly a hundred pages. Well, I guess if you ain't counting the the little content, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, like it's a nice little read, man. This is well, this is book I've been trying to read for years, bro. It's, it's called um, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the owner of Nike. Shoe Dog. Yeah, if you get a chance, it's it's a good book. I just, I sat it down and I never picked it back up. I need to pick it. I'm gonna read your book first. <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get back to read. That's a I'm long hoping book. Shoe Dog ain't a hundred pages because it <laughs> no, ain't. No, it's about. 
uh, three, four hundred pages. You okay, know, okay, man. okay. It makes sense that you're taking a minute. Don't, yeah, don't put so, so much pressure on yourself. No, nah, I'm not. I'm going to start with this. I got to get, I got to ease my way back into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, reading overall, man, I feel like, you know, we, you know, we should read more as, I guess, a black community, black culture. You know, yeah. I, I, you know. Back when I was in school, you know, they try to make fun of you. Nigga, you read books? You know, you know how I'd be. Like, you try to, <laughs> trying to clown. But, you know, I feel like, you know, as we get older, man, you know, tapping into books is, is, is a good thing because there's a lot of knowledge in those books still. Yeah, you know so my cousin, uh, my cousin Christina, she was the one who got me into reading for real, for real. And uh, it was a book. It was new back then, but it's not new now. It's probably a very popular book. Most people heard about it. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about this dude named Mark Mason or something like that. And my cousin offered me to, I mean, told me or suggested me to read that book. And ever since then, I've been on this deep, deep path of, of reading. And it reignited the fact that when I was younger, I always wanted to write a book. But I was, I mean, I was banging. I was I was doing some crazy stuff as a, as a kid. And yeah. nobody... Nobody would have read no book by no hoodlum. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. and then I already got dissed and played and laughed at. Just like you said, like I already got played when I even mentioned the fact to a couple of friends. Like, man, I think I want to write a book one day mm-hmm. after reading this book called Captain Underpants. Yeah, I remember and- the books? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was reading Captain Underpants mm-hmm. to myself, and I told my homies I wanted to write a book. And they laughed and joked my ass all the way to the buses came. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I ain't going to do it. Now here I am. 300 copies sold and still going. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> up, man. Do you think you'll write another book about? So I have started writing small like pieces of a manuscript that I don't know if I'm going to finish into a book all the way. Um, because my sister... Uh, gave me an amazing idea that I think I might have to write too. And she told me that I should really write an erotic book. I know that's weird coming from your sister, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, she told me I should write an erotic book. And um, it made a lot of sense. And when I told some other people about it, um, and, you know, my sexual history, the fact that I'm a, a, practice, I'm a current practicing poly, you know, community member. Yeah. Um, you know, people might want to hear what it's like to, I don't know, how to, you know, love two women or throughout my whole life being in the LS community where it's like all types of sexual, you know what I mean? Yeah. People don't know. People don't know about that world. And to hear it from a comedian in a passionate way, it might be interesting. So I might have to write that book. Nah, for sure, bro. You know what? I ain't gonna lie because when we follow each other, I think I seen maybe it, was, or it might be on your story or something. I'm like, is he a... He got two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got, I, I'm, I'm married to my lovely, I, I love my wife so, so, so much. I'm married to my wife, Mrs. Fox. I ain't gonna say her whole name, you know, I, I don't know. It's easy to find out who she is, but right. I ain't gonna bust people's names out. So I'm married to Mrs. Fox. Uh, we've been together for 15 years, and I think we've been married for five. Uh-huh. Five years or four years. I'm not exactly sure of how many years we've been married. And then um, me and her have our long-term girlfriend, Matt. Oh, oh well, Max is her nickname. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been, you know, and we've been together now. We've been, oh, man, it's complicated. I don't even really know how long yeah. that, that's been going on. But, I mean, I love them to death. Uh, being a servant of my two queens, I, I can't think of anything 
that I would want more in my life. And then I got my kids, you know, my son, who's a year, a year old, and my daughter, who's 10. And, man, it's like watching me grow up twice. It's crazy. That's crazy. But, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a dope life, man. I can't complain. <laughs> right, right. Right, I, I, two, I, two black queens, man. Yeah. Hey, man, you got, you got them queens, man. Shoot. Listen, I'll be messing up. Like, don't, <laughs> don't think that I got it perfect, y'all. It is hard. I stumble. Yeah. Um, this is, it's not like I'm a veteran in the poly game. Yeah. I'm learning as I go. I've hurt these women before, uh, making the wrong decision, moving selfishly. Now it's not like I didn't step out now. Hold up now. I ain't stupid. Right, right. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it took a long time to get to a communication level that's healthy for all of us. I mean, it takes a lot of work. And if you just trying to get in it for the booty, mm-hmm. unfortunately it's going to fail. That's, that's the wrong reason. Right, off the right, rip. right, 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 right. <laughs> But, yeah. I mean, these two women, individually, I love a million times over. And um, I'll do anything for them. Uh, I am the king. I am the leader of my household. But I am their server. Like, I will do any and everything they ask me for without hesitation. And, uh, oh, yeah, and I'm definitely a trick. I'm like, I will spend money <laughs> on them. I don't care. Ain't, like, ain't tricking if you, if you it, don't got man, it. Look, it, I know how people be arguing on the internet about, uh, yo, I'm not paying for this, and I'm not paying for my girl dad, and it's 50-50. If, right. if I got it, yeah, yeah. they can have the wallet. Like, I don't give a damn. I walk around, and look, I'm in sweats now. <laughs> I'm, I'm in sweats, <laughs> you know, a white tee. And right now they looking like they Gucci down, like, Nerd. and you, <laughs> and I'm perfectly okay with that. Like, they can look like queens all day, every day. It's just they deserve it. They deserve so much more. Man, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. I can talk about them all day. Nah, go ahead, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> ain't no time limit. I can on talk this. about them all day, yeah. man. I love them so much, bro. I'm definitely a like I ain't no fifty fifty nigga. I'm a whatever I have, you have, nigga. Right, for real. Yeah, I wonder how that became such a big topic nowadays. I know um, people was getting on the Dwayne Wade about the 50-50 thing. I think Gabrielle Union said something about she, they go 50-50. And I think Dwayne Wade had to clear it up saying um, he might go all in on one thing and then she might go all in, all in on another thing. Like, for instance, like they going on a trip. I guess, you know, D-Wade might put all the money up for that trip. Uh-huh. And for something else, Gabrielle might put all the money up for a certain you know, something else. That's what I suspect. Uh, to yeah. tell you the truth, I, I don't think that they keep track of it at all. Like, mm. they may, I'm not saying they don't keep track of their finances, yeah. but I don't think they be tripping about, like, well, you paid for the vacation last, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wouldn't I don't so. think they tripping. <laughs> no, nah, not at all. Plenty of money over there. It's probably, like, as soon as they come up with an idea, whoever came up with the idea, just probably book. Like, just probably, like, ooh, yeah, let's do this. This would be dope. I'll right. talk about it later. Yeah. Click, 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 purchase. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's, like, a... Man, I paid for the last two meals. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I know what you mean. Like, come on, man. I don't know. I've never been the type to care about finances on that that level. Mm -hmm. Like, I care about bringing in the money to the household. If you're a part of my household, I'm bringing the money to you. Right. Um, When me and my girl started getting serious, we weren't married yet. But she had access to my bank account at a... What I mean, years, years before we got married, we she had access to my bank account probably on year two, year three. Or, uh, I mean, she everything that was mine was hers. I've never had an issue with any type of, and but then again, we never had a financial problem either. Mm-hmm. To where it's like, oh, you sneaking money, or you got you hiding money from me, or 
Right. You know, can I get you know a couple of dollars from like we've never had a financial argument ever in the fifteen years we've been together. That's a blessing. And if my baby Max asks me for anything, you know, if I have it, she can have it without any question at all. And I'm pretty sure if, even if I'm down and out, she would no doubt, you know, dig in her wallet and give me her last penny. So I don't know. Money is way too much. Like, yeah, when it comes to surviving and keeping your family alive, yeah. But divvying it down to the details of who get what, da 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 yeah. Come on. Is, is everybody alive? Like, <laughs> is everybody eating? Everybody right. got clothes? Yeah, we got clothes. We, we still got a roof over our head. Is the like, water on? Right. Like, that, come that's, on. that's come all on, that matter. Yeah, the whole, man. like, being selfish with the money in, in the household, I don't understand it. And I think it builds mistrust, too. Because mm-hmm. if you being stingy with the cash, you know, ain't no telling what you're going to be doing with the ass. I don't know. <laughs> right. hey, that's a bar. That's a bar right there, man. That's a bar right there for sure. Yeah, man. I just I just feel like, you know, I've been hearing a lot about um, people splitting up because of financial reasons. And, you know, man, I feel like if you can get it right, man. If you can get it right, Are whoever you, you, you I know you you supposed to be asking the question, but you got somebody you married or you Nah, I got you no single. I'm single, man. I, I'm I, Ooh, I got no kids. Out there for y'all. I'm single. I'm sorry. Got no kids, you know, looking to um change that one day. Um, you know, I've been in quite a few relationships though, haven't worked out obviously, but You apping it? You apping it? You swiping right Oh, no, no, man. I'm more I'm more of an in-person dude. I'm more I'm more of an in-person in-person guy, man. When were you born? You a 90s baby? Yeah, I was born 90. Oh, okay, okay. We the same age. We the same age. So, yeah, it's hard out here for our generation. Yeah, it's different, man. It's different. Mm, I don't want to be there. I don't never want to be single. Ah. I don't never want to be single. I want to be married and happy yeah. Cuffed up for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, you, you, hey, you know what though? My my stepdad. You know one thing. Cause I grew up with my stepdad and my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know my my real dad and my mom wasn't never married, but I grew up with my stepdad and my, and my mom. And um and then like my mom had I'm the firstborn, and mm-hmm. she had three more kids after she got married to my stepdad. God bless her. So yeah, for sure. And um and then one thing that my stepdad did tell me was about you know, family, you know what I'm saying? Being a family man, taking care of the house. You know, my mom was, was a stay at home mom. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? My dad, <clears throat> my stepdad, you know, went to work, paid most of the bills, you know, took us on vacations and stuff like that. So, you know, that's definitely something I do want to have one day, have a family, uh-huh. wife and kids, man. Cause that's all I, that's all I know growing up in that, oh, in that yeah. household. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a, I'm a anime nerd. So I, my dream, long time dream was to build a clan of my own, like yeah. with my own hands, right. being the leader, everything being my fault, whether the success or the failure. And, you know, now that I have it, a lot of mistakes now are so vital. Like it's scary sometimes of the amount of pressure and like, like, Ooh, if I turn left and this left is wrong. I can destroy everything. (laughs) (laughs) But it's an amazing feeling and it's a righteous go to have. Like, I respect it. Please find it. Don't rush it though. No, don't rush it. Don't rush it though. End up being with the wrong one trying to find something. You end up settling and then you'd be like, damn, why? Why did now I you do got that? a ball spot. You missing three, four blood braids. In yeah, the, in the right. <laughs> Stressed out, man. You aging, aging quickly now. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause I, I've seen real life examples of that, and that's what I do not want. Yeah. To go through that, cause that's hell. They trying to get out of it. 
and recover from it. I got a lucky <laughs> one. I got a lucky one. I, like she was the best one. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. I, and I, I am divorced though. I do have a divorce under my belt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't know that about me, but yeah. I do have a. This is a military thing. Ah. Uh. The, every time y'all military that, folks, man, love, every, y'all, be, <laughs> y'all be getting in there young, man. First of all, hear me out, man. This was an arranged marriage, all right? This was arranged, like okay. this was this was very political. <laughs> okay. okay, it was a this it's was, a business decision. This huh? was very political, yeah. and some of this was out of my hands. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna still take responsibility. Okay, and you know things got too far, and I was like, look, I'm meant to be with who is now my current wife. I came to the realization, like, no, no matter what's happening, no matter what's offered to me, what type of incentive is offered to me, what type of threats are made to me, I know that the woman who I'm supposed to be with is back home in St. Louis, and I'm tripping. And so when I realized I was tripping, and, you know, I was blinded by all the money, and, the man, it was, whew, it would have been living like a prince, but I wouldn't have been living like a king. So I was like, "Look, I gotta go. This yeah. ain't gonna. Yeah, we got a divorce. What if we didn't even stay married long enough to get a divorce? It was like an annulment, I think. I'm not even sure. Okay, but oh no, it was definitely a divorce. It was definitely a divorce because it was six months and some change. I think I hit the deadline or some shit. Uh, <laughs> that's the time. Buzzer beater, goddamn. <laughs> so Lord. yeah, God bless that woman. God bless that woman. You know, I was I was on demon time with her, unfortunately. Military man, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that but, military life, something else, man. Boy, when you see that, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already told you I'm money hungry. I already told you. <laughs> you already told me that word, man. When I saw them checks and possibilities, I was like, man, maybe marriage ain't that bad, right? I mean, but it was the wrong one. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad you was able to, you know, get to the one that you really want to be with, man. Because that's, oh yeah, that's what's that's what's important. Sometimes you just don't, like you said, it's, it's real. I, I realize I'm not with the right one. I know who I'm supposed to really be with. You yeah. got to make yourself being happy, man. That's what matters all all together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You yeah, got to be yeah, happy, yeah. bro. You know that's what and makes you happy. Unfortunately, and what makes it like what makes me a monster. Like by all means, that's why I tell people like I am not a good guy. By no <laughs> means, I'm trying to be. Right. But by no means am I a good guy because I caused a lot of pain. And unfortunately, for me to get to this level of happiness. I had to go through that dog stage and go through the things. I'm a bump your head and learn type of guy. And I bumped my head into a lot of problems and situations that caused a lot of damage and hurt a lot of people. Yeah. And I can't reconcile all of it. Yeah, I can reach out and say and apologize. And I did to some. But I can't reach out to everybody. And some people just flat out won't talk to me. Talk some to people me. just, I'm just blocked forever in their life. Mm-hmm. Um but those stories was needed because they created me. Like right. those interactions, those wrongs that I done is definitely, definitely. I'm grateful for them. I'm sorry that it happened, but I wouldn't change a thing because I am me you do now. About it. Right. Yeah, it's who you are now, bro. right? And I mean, like I said before, to have two beautiful queens in my life that I'm internally grateful for, to have my mom in my life, to to support everything that I do, no matter how outrageous it is, from a movie to a book to a talk show to a radio show, you know what I mean? Yeah. To just standing on stage for an hour and talking to strangers. And she supported me through all that. And everybody in my, my clan, no matter what the idea is, they'd be like, all right, bet. And sometimes it fails. It's not always wins. I just don't broadcast the losses. But sometimes yeah. these incidents fail, and they still hold me in high regard and respect my decision making and everything. So, I mean, I'm 
blessed and I will not change a single thing. Like, I'm sorry that I had to hurt you to get to this happy level, to get to this joy. But uh, it is what it is now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I know that's a shitty way to think about it. But... I mean, on some real, though, I mean, what can you do? I, I mean, you, I guess if you wish you could not do it, but it's like, that's still not going to change anything. You just keep saying, and even I wish if I you could. Do... Like, even if you could, like, you had to, what is that, the time stone to go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you had that ability to do it, if you do, you change all that growth, you take away all that growth away. You right. take away all that potential that you just earned, all them them experience points. You know, as nerds be saying, all all types of stuff that you like created you. Right. Like say you go back in the past and take back what you said to that girl that made her cry. Now you come back to the future, capture the world don't exist. Yeah, that's we call that the butterfly effect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Any any little decision you can you tweak can change your whole like we sometimes I don't think we really understand like how much one decision can change yeah. your whole aspect of your life, bro. Yeah. Like, Unless yeah. they watching cops. That's right. the only time people seem to understand. Right, right, right. <laughs> when they watching some crackhead white boy running down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. Um so yeah, man, I don't got too many too many more questions, bro. Did um, we hit them all? Did we hit them all? think we did man so far shoot we can always do a part two too man i'm always open to that. i'll be rambling folks i'm sorry i'll talk <laughs> hey man that's what the podcast is for the rambling <laughs> talk bro this is a conversation it's ain't really I no interview i, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. love to do the my style of, of this podcast man is more of a conversation yeah i do have questions but i love to create different questions based off what you said because yeah, some right. of the questions i asked you wasn't even on this ipad it's right, just right, like right. dang okay he, he sparked something else i can ask him about what I want to get more detail on, you know what I'm saying? So respect it. It's a conversation, it. man. Between Did we hit all the ones on the list? Oh yeah, for sure, bro. I, my, my, I guess my other question is, um, all right. So how long have you been doing the In Your City show on 91.1? So this is our first season on 91.1. Um, okay. In Your City, however, I, um, this is how In Your City originally started. It was just me, and it was before, right before COVID started. I had a travel show. Okay. And the idea of that travel show was to go to different cities that I just so happened to be touring in and walk into random black-owned businesses and support them and, you know, go around interviewing people and seeing what's cool wherever I'm at, whether that be Baltimore, uh, uh, New York, Texas. I mean, I'm anywhere. Yeah. Um, and I'm already, I already have to be there for a show. I already have to work. Might as well try to get some golden out content. And I'm not a skit guy. Uh, I don't like doing the whole, like, acting stupid. I'm not really into the whole dress thing. Right. You know, I'm not the, I'm not to change up who I am and do, you know. It's funny, I I enjoy that content. You know, right. I'm not shooting shots at nobody. I press like and laugh and share the, all that stuff. But I know I'm not good at it. It's mm-hmm. not my lane. Facts. But real world interactions, people seem to get caught up in what I'm, when I'm talking and when I'm talking to them about their issues. So I figured hitting the road with In Your City would be fire we get started i do the first season maybe three episodes and COVID hits shuts yeah. down everything yeah stand a comedian we work outside outside closed what we gonna do Thanks. um i turned in your city into a late night talk show i built the studio in my daughter's room mm-hmm. um i kicked my daughter out the room and <laughs> put her in a <laughs> put her in a smaller joint <laughs> <laughs> 
I put her in a like, small hey, if you, if you want this way to keep coming hey, rolling yeah, in, we, we, we got to do together, right? We got you, what you gonna do? <laughs> nah, for real. So I turned yeah. it into like a Jay Leno small mini set, and I was having you know guests on like Master Jose, Vino Baker, Scrap Dooley. Um, I had some porn stars on. Mm. I had writers on. Mm. I had Cassandra, uh, Cassandra, the, the uh, she's a, a local spoken word artist. Okay. Um, it, it got huge. It got a, it got a, a lot of heat. So sponsors paid for a little bit more. We moved to the venue on Thirty Fifth Street. Okay. Now we had a theater, and uh, we had huge artists from. Um, we had people like Alexander, the comedian. We had um, Skeeter G. I mean. You name anybody who was making a wow impact, like Patrick Williams. I mean, it's so many people. Um, they were there. They were on the show, and it was amazing. And then Zach Lee joined, and he we did live shows with the In Your City Band, and I mean not the In Your City Band, but with Fortresses, and we was like labeling it as yo, this is a band brought to you by In Your City, da 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 da. Yeah. And it was like a late night talk show. Handed, it was amazing. But we hit a wall where we weren't growing. I got you. And I wasn't getting in the rooms as far as the political spectrum. I wasn't shaking hands with the people who make the investments to push further. Well, another gentleman who was walk, working parallel to me, who I happened to have on my show, Arrington Gavin, he runs a company called Our Smooth Club and uh, Rugged Evolution. These are beer care products, uh, you know, with the skin and beer care, soaps, all types of things to help you, you know, smooth out your skin, less bumps, grow hair. Bam, right? Um, he had a podcast where everyday men talk about everyday uh, problems or everyday talk, whatever it was at the, at the time. Me and him always say, I hate it, but it's whatever. <laughs> so he had a talk show, and it was the R Smooth Club. I had my talk talk show. Now he reached as far as he could by himself, and so did I. We decided to conjoin and do something together. And then once we had that formula perfected, and we decided that In Your City will kind of like absorb the resources of our Smooth Club and then get pushed further. Um, now it's me and him on the show, and we got our advertising dollars together, and we got on Hot ninety one. Now, Hot 91 is the second most listened to radio station in the 757. Our show being the most popping show on Sunday, every Sunday at 12 o'clock. And we get a crazy amount of listeners who are just getting out of church. And they they kind of, we push the buttons as far as raunchiness goes. Like, we, we do shake the box a little bit. Yeah. But it's clean. Like, we're not losing our minds. But the conversations are funny. Um, the interviews are amazing, and then we go to places like Capture the World Festival and interview, you know, you and local artists, and we end up playing their songs right after the interviews. It's like, we're creating a local, like, spark of entertainment spotlight. Like, we're a place where everybody who's doing anything can get on and get seen and not have to break their bank just to get seen by the people in their own backyard. You know what I mean? It's crazy. So, and your city is doing something that I'm greatly, greatly excited about. And soon enough, it's going to turn back into that late night Jay Leno style, style yeah. show. Okay. Uh, with the live band and the huge, you know, recording audience. It's just that when we evolved, we had to downsize a little bit. Yeah. Make sure that we all working as a team. But now, now that we got our formula down, we're going to grow. 
We're going to add more hosts. We're going to add more, you know, special effects, more audience members to watch. We're working on finding our building. I mean, we got some things in the, in the, working in the, in the works that's like, Incredible and unbelievable. Like, I, there's no point in talking about all of it because nobody gonna believe me anyway. <laughs> so, this is gonna see it happen. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. You just gotta just watch it happen, and then next thing you know, you'll be paying to come in the tickets. I mean, you'll be paying for tickets to come into a physical brick and mortar Fox Hill Studios and watch a live show get recorded, and it's gonna blow your mind, yeah. you know. And now, now. Everyone in the 757 has access to a live recording studio that won't give you all the red tape as TV Ravy 10 does if you want to use a studio. Or when NBC and Norfolk, you know what I mean? We have studios here, but there's bullies with it. So much red and yellow tape that you can't even get in Mm -hmm. without having to break 10 grand to shoot a 30-minute or 30-second commercial. That's (laughs) That's ridiculous. That's insane. And don't ask to use their engineers or their cinematographers or their anything. Just use their stage. No, thank you. No, thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I, I feel you. So, yeah, my studio, when we up and running, it's going to have, everybody will be having access to it. And now everybody has it. We got game shows now. We have um, drama series. We have we have an actual studio with a revolving set that can change. Oh, uh, okay. On the drop of a... Come right. on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, I love it. And, and I don't on. mind... Black on, too. Black I don't mind studio. sharing this formula because by all means, compete with me. Right. By all means, don't let me monopolize this, this game. Compete with me. Grow with me. Push me or push against me. But whatever you do, it's going to affect the culture and right. it's going to grow. By all means, if I'm going to be, you know, on the West Coast being, uh, who's on the West Coast? Pac, then we need a Diddy. I mean, a Piggy. Oh, I said a Diddy. Lord, yeah. <laughs> Diddy. <laughs> we need a Biggie. Right, you know right. what I mean? If you, you need somebody to, like, no, nah, I'm going to take this idea and, and grow. Yeah. Fine. Right. Take my idea and grow. And then hire me, please. <laughs> that's fine. Right. That's fine. But that's 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 what you want, though. You, right. want, you want to inspire people to to maybe level up you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like and i know some people they might come up with an idea and they might try to be like somebody do something they doing they thinking they copying their style but I, and man, in my opinion like you said i think that's the point is for us to mm-hmm. inspire to do to do better or whoever was thinking they couldn't create their own studio they see you doing your thing that might spark the idea okay i can do this shit too my all oh, my all time favorite saying that I came up with is patented by me. This is one of my favorite sayings that I came up. I'm such a I'm such a ass. <laughs> I'm so full of myself. Anyway, my favorite saying that I haven't told like people around me. I just tell strangers this. Yeah. But I be like, listen, when you playing shoots and ladders, when you land on the ladder, you don't say nah. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> right, right. So what I mean by that is if you're in the same game as me, and you're four, five, fifty levels ahead of me, and you cut and bushwick this path, and while I'm going towards my dream, I just so happen to intersect with some of the things that you, of course I'm going to look around and learn from what you did. Of course I'm going to walk this path. You cleared it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you think Why I Why wouldn't I do it? Right. You know, it's the same way with little things, how people do their live shows, how you know how to square the square thing first came out. And when you were do a live event, people would pull out their phone and attach the square thing and swipe. Right. But then now the game, the game, uh, manipulated, not manipulated. What I'm trying to say, it evolved yeah. 
And now you have the little square thing that you set on the desk at your table. So uh, when you vending, it's just a regular white square. Tap, tap, exactly. Right. And now they they push the game even further and have more, you know, things to use. And now people in the comedy world or the live event production world, they use those items and it grows our professionalism. Like it grows our culture. Why wouldn't you? Like why wouldn't you why would you go back to using a square? Why would you not use the new and improved? It's just sitting there nice and clean next to your merchandise. Person taps it, walk away. Thank you, come again. Exactly. It, 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 it makes no sense because someone else did it. Right. Duh. <laughs> they did it because it works. Right. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. So by all means, use my formulas. You're still not me. No, yeah. That's a good point. You know what I mean? That's the difference. Mm-hmm. So, yes, open up a studio. You know, yeah, my place is called Foxtail Studios. Open Wolf Tail Studios. <laughs> do it. Right. You know what I mean? Do whatever it is that you feel like you want to do to succeed in this world. And don't worry about, I don't know, man. I, I, maybe I'm too selfish. I'm a chill. Maybe I'm too. <laughs> nah, man, you're saying how it is, bro. This this podcast is just for inspiration, you know, for all, other entrepreneurs or people that want to be entrepreneurs, bro. Like, yeah, you know, you know, we trying to give out some free game. You know what I'm saying? That's to start you off and. Any inspiration you need to create an idea or to, to act on that idea, you know, to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Learn from other wins and yeah, losses. Man. Pay attention to their advice. That's the best That's the best thing I can say. I, yeah, man. I just feel like we're at a time now. I feel like there's no excuse. I feel like there's so many different avenues on, you know, you can use to do what you want to do. Like, I feel oh, like yeah. we're at a time now. It's like more than ever like oh yeah have access to so many things that can make you money no matter what your starting point is no matter what your starting point is because my starting point was five dollars uh a wife a kid no furniture in the living room and one suit so that was my starting point because i was i got in a little trouble it was I ended up getting my money back, but I got into some accusations, as Rick Ross would say, and I got my pay suspended. Like, I was not getting paid during this block of time while I was in the Marine Corps, and that block of time not getting paid lasted for like three months. Now, if you're in California, three months, no pay. That's serious. You know what I mean? And that was the same time I decided I'm going to start a business, and I'm going to make money using the gift that I was given, which is talking. Right. I got some type of gift to gab. Let's see what I can do with it. Right. And that's when Fox Hill Studios got started. So right. I know damn well if I could do it broke with with <laughs> burdens. Broke with burdens. Yeah. There's way more people that started in a way better spot than me that can surpass me in hella ways. Unimaginable I mean limitless ways. For sure, man. For sure. You heard it here first, man. So, look, I got, like, two more questions for you, bro. We're going to wrap book. this up, Open man. Book. Um, You know, we've already been giving out some game on this podcast so far. But, you know, I guess there's one piece of advice to um any entrepreneur, any as- aspiring. So, they're not an entrepreneur, entrepreneur yet, but they're thinking about they're it. They're thinking about it, yeah. All right. Any field they think about is being an entrepreneur. They're thinking about it. Yeah. They're they thinking about it. How long have they been thinking about it? Like, a week or two or a uh, month or so? It's probably a while where it's like, if you going to act on it or not. All right, okay, okay. <laughs> this is now look into my eyes and pay attention to me. I, I mean this with sincerity. Hopefully you can hear me clearly. Stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. You're never going to be fully ready. Like, you're never going to be in the perfect situation for you to start this dream. 
nothing will align. There won't be no stars. The dominoes won't fall. There won't be no type of fireworks or congratulations. When you finally do get the the LLC or whatever from the the, the city, you'll probably get four likes. And two of them going to be from, one going to be from you, one going to be from the business page you just started, and the other going to be your significant other. And you might get a random. Nothing will be perfect. Do that shit anyway. Do that shit anyway, because you're going to spend the same amount of time on somebody else's dream working a nine to five. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You're going to start from the bottom. You're going to start from the mail room. You're going to start from the fry cooker. You're going to start from somewhere that's ground zero. You might as well start on ground zero of your own building. Might as well. Might as well. Oh, puss ass. You start. <laughs> hey, hey, that's straight up, though. Straight up, man. Because I've said that before, too. Just start, man. Just yeah. start. I had to tell myself that, bro. Let's start. Yeah. Even with doing this festival, let's start. Go to the city and see how in the hell this shit to do it. To do it. Mm-hmm. What, what's the first step? All right, I gotta book the venue. All right, what else I need? Oh, you need you need a uh, city permit. Oh, uh, you need insurance. All right, how you get the vendors? You know what I'm saying? It's one thing at a time, bro. Mm-hmm. And this is we only in our second year. We got amazing artists already. Yeah. You know, forty vendors. Like it's insane. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm talking to you right now, like, meeting people. Like, I'm all about that, meeting people. How? What can I take from you? What can I give give you advice or anything? Anything you need. You know what I'm saying? That's the culture. Like, black folks, like, we got to work together, bro. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So, And yeah. not just saying we got to work together. Actually doing the shit. Yeah, doing the shit, yeah. We talked sure. on the phone one time. You said you had this event, and it would be cool if your, if your <laughs> entity comes in and visit my entity. I said five. Right, right. <laughs> it wasn't just no like yeah I'll see about it and then nothing nothing comes of it now I'm, we're in front of each other talking about growth Fair so facts. that's how it should always be that's how it should always be two people should recognize like oh you're on this level that's dope I'm on this level dope let's do something for sure mm-hmm. for sure man now you can't work with everybody now hold up Hold nah, up. you can't, man. Some people smell like cabbage. <laughs> Not cabbage. How you <laughs> out of all the things you go to cabbage, you be smelling crazy. Yo, man. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if your business smell like cabbage, <laughs> you know you don't need to be collabing. Some people smell like cabbage. Now you can <laughs> you can take that from what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh so yeah, man, my last question, bro. All right. This is what I asked um all of my guests, man. And it's just related to what you do, what you're doing right now. Um, how do you plan to capture the world? Hmm, that's a good one. So I've been in strong arguments with me internally. Uh, I, I've been fighting with myself for a while now on what is my best foot. Um, okay. I've went through it so many times where I thought if I sell these bands. If I sell these little, you know, wristbands and everybody buy them and I sell out and, you know, then everybody will notice me. And Or if I sell these tickets to this show and I sell out, people will notice. Like, if, if I show them that I can create this flyer and show them that I can write this book and do this mini film and do this, this, that, that. You know, I realized that all those things was great in their own right. Amazing creations, artful uh, can be interpreted in many different ways and respected amongst the community, both people involved in the culture and patrons of it. However, I realize that my true gift is that when I speak to someone, 
and my intentions are to bring them positivity in their life, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. If my intentions is to uplift that person, that's what happens. If my intentions is to motivate an individual to start building bridges that they never thought could be built, move mountains that they never thought could be moved, motivate people in ways that they just simply never thought were possible, simply because they heard me talk for five minutes, that's my passion. That's how I can capture the world. I can capture the world with this gift that I thought came from the devil and really came from God, which is my voice. Facts. Um, my tongue used to get me in trouble a lot, but it's just because I misunderstood its power. Mm-hmm. Now that I know what I can do with it as a grown man, now that I know who I can capture, i.e. the world, I'm going to use it. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to speak this positivity. I'm going to speak, yeah, I like being nasty. I'm going to talk about being nasty. I think it's healthy. You deserve it. It is a right. I know how people be like, don't talk about sexual things. Da, 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 da. No. <laughs> no. Because how did I get here if we wasn't supposed to talk about sexual things? We all here because somebody wanted to have, have some sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, no, sure. I'm going to talk about joy. I'm going to talk about passion. I'm going to talk about fire. I'm going to talk about all the things that, you know, adults need to hear sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to conform and change and, you know, conflict with myself uh, uh, doing things to dilute my brand and walking away from that path. You know, like people try to get me to work with kids a lot and I just simply don't. It's not because I don't love children. It's because they already have so many people who care. I don't have to. And I have kids, but the entertainer me does not have to give a fuck. I care about the adults that's going through the struggle that just need a minute to breathe. Mm -hmm. Please make me laugh so I forget about these bills. That's me. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Please make me uh, uh, forget about these insecurities in my relationship. Make me laugh. Make me feel passionate. Make me happy. That's me. I know what my job is, and I know I'm going to capture the world. This motherfucking voice. For sure, bro, for sure. <laughs> like you said, that voice, that voice that got you in trouble. You making money off of it. Yes, you know sir. What I'm saying? Yes, sir. For sure, man. But yeah, bro, that's that's all I got for you, man. So, Rock Fox, man. Thank you, man. CEO of Fox Foxtail Studios, bro. Man, this has been a great conversation for real. Thank you, man. You know, Thank I get, you. I get now great joy. You read the book. Yeah, no, I'm gonna read. No, I'm gonna read for real. I ain't no ignorant nigga. I, <laughs> I'm gonna read, read this book now nah, for real. Cause it shouldn't take it shouldn't really take you long to read this book. <laughs> For, it shouldn't at all. It shouldn't at all. It looked like a good. A, it's now a good I told read, you I'm read. a Captain Underpants fan, and so I didn't think that any book longer than Captain Underpants is too much. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could at least put some some pictures in here for me or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, nah, I'm playing. But no, nah, I got you though, man. Not nah, for real. I'm a double check. Thank you, man. I love to know what you hear about good, it. Uh, yeah. I, I would post a review if you got one for me. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it, y'all. Uh, no shout doubt. out to the family. Love y'all. I said it a million times. I'll say it a million more. For sure, man. You want to tell the people where they can find you real quick before we get out of here? Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, the hashtag, I mean, not the hashtag, but the name is real simple. The Real Ciroc. Let me lick my lips because it feels crusty. <laughs> okay. The Real. S-Y-R-O-K. S-Y-R-O-K is how you pre- uh, spell my name. You pronounce it Ciroc. Like the vodka, but I was, I'm older. I'm, I'm 33. I'm older than the bottle. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, follow me on Instagram or any social media that you find me on. Um, if you find me on uh, thekinkster.com, if you find me on the kink site, 
don't 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 share the name. Just follow me, and, and you Keep know we can talk. But don't don't <laughs> don't bring it to the non safe for work places. For sure. All right. All right, man. So yeah, man. Oh, I also want to give a shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, um, Apple Podcast listeners, YouTube listeners, man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just you know, just blessed that we still y'all still rocking with us. We on episode eighty. Um, yeah, man. So next time, man, we catch y'all on the next episode. This is David Carmack for the second. And like I said before, I'm here with Sarak Fox, and we are out, man. Caption Road Podcast. See y'all on the next episode. Peace. Yeah.